What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. I'm your host, Drew. Thank you for making me part of your week. Another week has come and gone in the NFL, and another terrible performance by the Buffalo Bills in prime time. We're going to talk about the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm also going to do another prediction six games into the season, so stick around and let's have some fun. All right, let's just jump right into things here in episode number 72 of Sports Talk Buffalo. We're talking about the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs in prime time. It was supposed to be last Thursday, but obviously everything that happened with the Titans this game got pushed to Monday night football, or rather Monday late afternoon football. And the Buffalo Bills yet again in prime time on the big lights failed to show up. The Kansas City Chiefs ran rough shot on the Buffalo Bills, and the score was a lot closer than the game actually was. The Kansas City Chiefs controlled the Buffalo Bills seemingly throughout the game. It was not anywhere near as close as the score indicates. The Buffalo Bills lost 26-17, to and as I stated, it was just not even close Uh, as the score suggested. The time of possession, the Kansas City Chiefs absolutely dominated the Buffalo Bills. The Chiefs held the ball for 37 minutes and 11 seconds in this game, an absolutely astronomical amount of time in this game, and the Bills held the ball for just 22 minutes and 15 seconds. Not a very good stat line when you're playing against somebody like Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs you cannot give them the ball that much with that much opportunity and expect to win the game now the Bills had a game plan of letting the Kansas City Chiefs apparently run the ball all over them and play a very soft zone defense and guess what it didn't work. They thought that maybe Andy Reid would get impatient and start throwing the ball. That didn't work. The Bills did not make an adjustment. They kept letting the Kansas City Chiefs run all over them. They could not get off the field on third downs. The the Chiefs were 9 of 14 on third downs, and the Buffalo Bills just got essentially destroyed. I don't want to say from start to finish, but it it seemed that way from start to finish. It, it seemed like the Bills never really had any opportunity in this game. It, it was just uh, it was just not a very good game. And I know on Twitter a lot of people were absolutely losing their minds. I was one of those people. I'm still kind of losing my mind a little bit. I you know I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. I am not quite hitting the panic button just yet. I'm not flying off the deep end. Again, I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm not quite all is lost yet with the Buffalo Bills, but we have to start asking some serious questions. Is this team, the team that started 4-0, it Was that a mirage, or are the Bills a real playoff contender? And I got to tell you, we just went up against two of the top teams in the AFC, and in my opinion, the Buffalo Bills are not contenders. The Buffalo Bills are pretenders, okay? Like I said, we are not hitting the panic button, but we should sound the alarm for sure. 
as I stated, it's just not very good looking right now for the Buffalo Bills and their defense. Their offense has also been very, very off in this uh, last two stretch games here. We're going to start. We're going to talk about Josh Allen. We got off the Buffalo Bills offense got off to a very bad start two straight weeks in a row. The Bills in their the game against the Titans, the very first pass was an interception. Uh, the Titans ended up scoring. In this game against the Kansas City Chiefs, the Bills come out. It is raining. There is weather. Yes, I know that it did play a factor in this game, but there's no excuse for Josh Allen missing so many easy passes in this game. He did not look good at all in this game. He looked like rookie year Josh Allen with the misses that he had in this game. It was absolutely unbearable to watch. Josh Allen had two misses on his first two passes in the game, and then he actually does throw a very nice pass on the left sideline to John Brown. It hits John Brown in the fucking face mask, and he he drops the ball, essentially, on a third and, and more than 10, and he throws a dime to the sideline, and, and John Brown drops the ball. The Buffalo Bills, the last two seasons, have had so many problems with drops, and I wonder why that is. Is it the velocity that Josh Allen has on the ball? In this case, it was not the velocity. It was just John Brown not catching the damn ball. And when you are seeing that your quarterback is struggling, especially early on, you have to make these plays for him. I don't know if it's lack of concentration. I don't know if it's lack of preparation. I don't know if it's John Brown still being, you know, not 100%, but in any event, you got to come down with that, and the Bills had struggled all game long with drops. Now, like I stated before, Josh Allen had his worst game of the year, and it was not even close. He was 14 of 27 for just 122 yards. Fucking yuck. That is... Ugh, ugh, that makes me want to, looking at that stat line makes me want to vomit. He had two touchdowns and one interception. He carried the ball eight times for 42 yards. You know what that game reminds me of? A very Tyrod Taylor game when the Bills made the playoffs in Sean McDermott's first year. Except that Tyrod didn't throw two touchdowns, but it is a very Tyrod Taylor stat line, a very below average quarterback stat line. That's just not good. If Josh Allen hits a couple more of these passes, he missed Devin Singletary in the flat for potentially a very, very big gain to maybe even a first down in order to keep the drive alive. Uh, They didn't, I don't know if they do, I think it was an all-out blitz and he just missed him. He overshot him by about 10 yards on the right sideline, and Devin Singletary had nothing but green grass in front of him. It would have been a very big play, but of course, Josh Allen misses on that play. He had several misses in this game. He missed Cole Beasley on a third and five, and Beasley looked to be uh, in position to gain the first down on this one. He missed him with a little sidearm flick throw, throws it too far in front of him. It's just so many of these easy passes that he was hitting in games one through four, even game five, he just did not hit any of them in this game. Again, I know weather played a little bit of a factor in this, but if you want to win in the NFL, you have to play well on a consistent basis. In the last two weeks, Josh Allen has not been very good. He was okay against the Tennessee Titans, but he was fucking awful against the Kansas City Chiefs. And 
it was it's not an encouraging sign that when the Bills play against really good teams that they don't perform well, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later. Another game is passed, and another horrible performance by the Buffalo Bills run game. I don't know what the fuck is going on with their run game. The Bills have always or have normally had a pretty solid run game. I know that their offensive line is not opening up a ton of holes. I know that you know maybe they're not calling the right the right run plays. I don't know if the running backs are not making the right reads, if they're not hitting the right holes, but they had 84 yards of rushing offense in this game on 23 carries. That's an abysmal 3.7 yards per carry. And Devin Singletary and Zach Moss combined for 15 carries for just 42 yards, uh, a 2.8 yards per carry between the two of them. They have to be better. The Bills' run game has to be better if they want to compete in the AFC. Right now, the Bills are a very one-dimensional offense, and it is being stamped out by good teams. Good teams are completely disregarding the Buffalo Bills' run game because they know that it cannot hurt them, and they are selling out to stop Josh Allen and the passing attack, and it is working like a charm. Josh Allen does not look good. The Bills' wide receivers, they did draw a lot of holding penalties. They did draw a lot of uh, pass interference penalties in this game, so they, they were getting open, but again, just when you're selling out to stop the pass, you're they're doing a good job because they don't have to respect the Buffalo Bills run game, and that is a very big problem moving forward. Something else that might be a problem for the Buffalo Bills is their kicking game. And I'm going to talk about that right now. The Bills make an, uh, an absolutely tremendous play at the end of the first half. A.J. Klein gets uh, Travis Kelsey to fumble the ball. They The Chiefs play a ridiculously uh, soft defense. They just flick it out to uh, Stephon Diggs. Diggs gets out of bounds with one second left, creating an opportunity to potentially tie the game going into halftime. This could have... this. One kick could have changed the entire trajectory of the game. Uh, The Bills would have been tied with the Chiefs going into halftime, 13-13, even though the Chiefs had been dominating the Bills the entire first half. And it was a 52-yard field goal by Tyler Bass, and Tyler Bass wouldn't have hit this field goal if the field goal posts were the sides of the fucking end zone. He missed it by a country mile. It wasn't even close. Right off the kick, it wasn't even close. I don't, I, I don't know what he was aiming at. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish with his kick, but it was not even fucking close. And I got to tell you, I had concerns about Tyler Bass when the Buffalo Bills drafted him. Yes, he did perform well in training camp, but we didn't get to see him in-game situation and see how he would perform in more pressure situations, especially in preseason games, things like that, when he was competing against Stephen Hauschka. Now, I'm not saying that the Bills should run out and sign Hauschka right now. I know he had a very, very poor first game with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then they conse- uh, consequently cut them or cut him the next uh, game for the next game. And look, 
I don't know what to do with Tyler Bass. He, like I said, he's gotten, I, I have major concerns about him. This is a kid who kicked for under 80% two of his three years as the starting kicker for Southern Georgia, uh, or Georgia Southern, I'm sorry, Georgia Southern for the FCS, uh, in the FCS football. And it was just, he's got a huge leg. I'm sure he's got a ton of talent, but his accuracy is just not there. It seems as though he has overcorrected his problem of, um, over-rotating his hips. Now he does not rotate his hips enough, and he pushes the ball to the right far too often. We've seen it in games uh, in games early this year. We've seen it in this where, like I said, he hit. He was not even close. If there were, if the field goal post was d- uh, double the size that it is, he still would have missed the fucking field goal, and that is goddamn atrocious. Right now, he's sitting at sixty six point seven percent field goal percentage for the year. His only field goal above fifty yards, and he missed it very badly. His long for the season is forty eight yards. He missed two field goals between 30 and 39 yards so far this year. And again, Buffalo Bills kicking game needs to be better if they're going to compete. And in a game where you're you're simply just trying to contain somebody like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's offense, you have to get all the points. You have to get every single point that is out there for you to get. And missing something like that, completely changed the game. At the end of the game, when they kicked that field goal, it, it doesn't make it a two-possession game. The Bills would maybe only be down by six points instead of nine points. So it really changed the... It changes play calling. It changes the, the, the flow of the game. It changes a lot of things. You have to have a kicker that can make those field goals in pressure situations. We're going to move on to the Buffalo Bills defense, and I got to tell you, they were horrendously brutal again in this game. I said it earlier in the season when the Dolphins dropped 28 points on the Buffalo Bills defense. I I believe I said it again when the Bills defense let the uh, LA Rams come all the way back into the game and score something like 28 unanswered points. It's just something that cannot happen in today's NFL, and it's, it's... Man, something needs to change for the Buffalo Bills defense. They are just playing piss poor all season long and is not fun to watch this Bills defense. My thing is, what happened? How did they fall so far from grace? Did the Buffalo Bills defense? I don't... How did they fall so far from grace? The Buffalo Bills were a top three defense last year. A top three defense. What the fuck happened? The Buffalo Bills are not even a top 25 defense this year. Is it Leslie Frazier? Is it Sean McDermott? Is it the personnel? Is it the game plan? I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they're, they're fucking terrible, and it is brutal to watch. It seems like if the Bills don't put up 30 points a game this year, that they're not going to win the game, and that has been the case this last two games. That has been the case. The Buffalo Bills offense needs to play flawlessly in order for the Bills to win because the defense is just nowhere to be found. The Buffalo Bills finally have an offense that can that can put some points up, and we thought that we were going to have a complete team for the first time in a very, very long time. But of course, in the most Bills way possible, they figure out a way to make the offense stronger but make the defense dog shit, essentially. The Rams seemingly laid out a blueprint 
to beat the Bills with the run game. And Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott have not adjusted, and that is going to be something to look look at moving forward in this season. The Kansas City Chiefs ran rough shot on the Buffalo Bills. The Bills could not stop the run. They averaged over five yards a carry in this game. Over five yards a carry did the Kansas City Chiefs. And maybe that was the game plan to just let the Chiefs run all over you. But when you keep when you give Patrick Mahomes the ball for 37 minutes, he's going to beat you. He's going to beat you. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you give the Kansas City Chiefs the offense the ball for nearly 40 minutes of a game, they're going to beat you. So I don't that if that was the game plan, that was a shitty game plan, in my opinion. Because that means you the offense has to play flawlessly, essentially, in very limited opportunities to get out onto the field. And in a game where it was wet and it was it was it was, you know, uh rainy and, and it was bad weather, why not try to force Patrick Mahomes to throw the ball? Why not trust your defense to make big plays? Why be scared of the big play from Kansas City when you have big play op- or big playability yourself? Why be scared? Why not go after them? Why not? It seemed like the Bills were playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And that is a problem with the coaching staff that I have. And it seems like it's a problem with the coaching, the, with the coaching staff um, that I have noticed as the years have gone on. That's something that I, I really think Bills fans need to start looking into. Is Look, I like Sean McDermott. I like what him and Brandon Bean are building here. But does this coaching staff have the ability to play to win? And not just play to win, but be champions. I don't know, I don't know if they do. I'll be honest. I don't know if they do. Championship teams don't let somebody come all the way back from down 25 points to take the lead on you. Championship teams don't take their foot off the gas when they have somebody down on the ground. They put their foot on their fucking necks and they 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 crush them. They end the game. That's what they do and the Bills don't have that. Sean McDermott is not that does not have that personality. He doesn't ha- he's not that type of guy. He's not going to bury a team when he has the opportunity to bury a team, and he constantly lets teams stay in games against the Bills, and that's a problem. As I said before, the Bills could not get off the field on third downs. The Chiefs were 9 of 14. They were near 65% on third downs, including a third and 12. Now look, I know that I said the Bills played terrible all game long, and they did. I know the Bills' defense played terrible all game long, and they did. They got dominated. But somehow, they were still in this game at the end of the game. Somehow, despite the fact that they were completely and utterly dominated on the, on the field, the scoreboard didn't, didn't say that the Bills got utterly dominated. Okay? Like I said, the Bills got utterly dominated, and it was it was bad from start to finish, but somehow at the end of the game, the Buffalo Bills were still in the game on the scoreboard. So the Bills, all, they had, all the defense had to do was stop Patrick Mahomes on a third and 12, a third and 12 to give the offense the ball back with a chance to potentially take the lead. The Bills were only down by six. 
There was five, four or five minutes left in, in the fourth quarter. You got to give fourth quarter Josh Allen a chance to win that game for you, and the Buffalo Bills defense couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. The Buffalo Bills leave a guy wide open for like a 30-something yard gain on third and 12, and it's just, that was the whole, that was the whole game for the Buffalo Bills. You know, they have big moments to try to turn the momentum of the game, to try to take retake the lead, to try to stay in this game, and it just, it never worked out for the Buffalo Bills. They got beat up again. They got beat up again. And as I stated before, what the fuck happened to the Buffalo Bills defense? We thought the Bills defense, if they just stayed a top 10 defense in the NFL, a top 10 defense, if they stayed in the top third of defenses in the NFL, that the Bills were going to be a 10 to 11 win team, maybe even a 12 win team. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not the Buffalo Bills. We have to seriously look at this Buffalo Bills team. And after competing against two of the top AFC teams, the Buffalo Bills are not a top AFC team. Will they win? You know what? Well, I was going to say, will they win the AFC East? I still think they're going to win the AFC East, potentially. But that's only because the other teams in the AFC East are, are shit. Are just shit. Unless Tua Tungavaloa comes out and absolutely crushes because they're going to start him in favor of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who has the who has the Dolphins at three and three? By the way, the Dolphins are three and three and battling. They're one game behind the Buffalo Bills for the division lead, and for some reason, Brian Flores decided that Tua Tungavaloa it's it's his time now. Even though Ryan Fitzpatrick has gotten them to within one game of the Buffalo Bills, and it was is playing pretty solid football, but still, what is going on with the Buffalo Bills defense? No Star Latulale, no Jordan Phillips, no Shaq Lawson. I think those guys had a bigger impact on this Buffalo Bills defense than we really realized. No Star up the middle. Yes, I know that the Bills' uh, run game wasn't as you know world beater, but Star takes up two blockers because of how big he is and how strong he is. He he almost always takes up two blockers. You cannot block Star with one guy. And that frees up other guys to make plays and 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 collapse the pocket on these quarterbacks. We didn't want to pay Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips had damn near 10 sacks last year. Jordan Phillips was collapsing the pocket on a regular basis last year. And the Buffalo Bills didn't want to pay him. The Buffalo Bills didn't want to pay Shaq Lawson, who had a fantastic year last year. And I can understand not wanting to pay Shaq Lawson. You don't necessarily want to pay a guy for one great season. I guess that was the same situation with Jordan Phillips, but when you have key pieces in your defense, like these guys, you got to sign one of the two. You got to sign one of the two, right? I think the Bills miss Jordan Phillips more than they miss Shaq Lawson. Jordan Phillips making plays for Arizona. Shaq Lawson now playing in Miami. But two of the things that those guys were, Shaq, or Jordan Phillips was good against the the pass, he would collapse the pocket straight up the middle, force the quarterback to roll out to his right or left, and then one of the DNs could potentially make a play on him or one of the linebackers. And Shaq Lawson was very underrated against the run. He set the edge very well for this Buffalo Bills defense, 
And that's something that he didn't get enough credit for. And now we don't have either of them. And the Bills get no pressure. When they do get pressured, they do they they break contain. They have bad gap control. And their secondary is regularly beat because they are they're the quarterback has a clean pocket to throw in on a, a very regular basis. So the secondary is getting carved up. The Buffalo Bills defense is in absolute shambles right now, and that's a problem. It's a very big problem. And I just wanted to address something that was going on on Twitter. I know I talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast, but the status quo for the Buffalo Bills has changed. The status quo has changed for the Bills. The Bills made the playoffs two of the last three years, okay? The goal is now greater than just making the playoffs for the Buffalo Bills. And if you're a fan that just wants to make the playoffs again, you're a loser. I hate to break it to you, you're a loser. It's changed. We should no longer be okay with getting our fucking teeth kicked in week after week by good teams. Who gives a fuck if we beat bad teams? Who cares if we beat the Jets? We should beat the Jets. The Jets are potentially one of the worst teams in NFL history. We should shit on the Jets. The fact that we didn't shit on the Jets in week one should have been a telling thing for how the season may go. The Buffalo Bills have to be better. If you want to compete in the AFC, if you want to be a contender, if you want to be a Super Bowl contender, losing to teams like the Chiefs and the Titans is no longer acceptable. You have to win one of the two games. Not only did the Bills not win one of the two games, they essentially got their their fucking asses kicked for the entirety of both games. That's not okay anymore. So yes, when people get angry on Twitter, it's justified. It's justified because we now have a higher standard in the city of Buffalo. We want this to be a championship team. We want them to be able to compete against good teams. To say, well, you know, it was the two best teams in the AFC. Shut up. Shut up. You're a loser. If you have that attitude, you're a loser. If you don't want to beat these teams, you're a loser. That's what it comes down to. Period. Period. That's what it comes down to. And I'm tired of people justifying and, and explaining away and not being able to criticize the Bills. It's, it's, it's okay to be a fan of the Bills and criticize them. I've been watching the Bills for almost three decades. Well, that's a little bit of a stretch. 25 years. But I've been watching the Bills for 25 years. Ladies and gentlemen, 25 years. I'm a fan. I've been here through the good and the bad. 17 years of no playoffs, watching every single Sunday, no matter what. I've been here. It's okay to criticize them. It's okay to be critical of them. You're kind of excusing all the bad play doesn't doesn't help. It doesn't it doesn't fix anything. You want better out of your team. You you want to demand your team does better. And that's kind of the whole point of what I'm talking about on Twitter. Everyone is justifying losing to the top two teams in the AFC East last year. Who cares? Beat one of them. Beat one of them. Show that you are a real team. Silence the critics. Come out and let them know that you are a contender. But the Bills did not. They're a pretender. 
the Bills are pretenders. So we're going to move on and talk about the Buffalo Bills schedule. I'm not going to go in depth with all these picks. I'm just going to do a quick pick them for the Buffalo Bills, a quick schedule prediction to end this podcast. The Bills currently sit at 4-2, and two, and they play the New York Jets next week. That is a W, and it should be a W. If that game is even close, Buffalo Bills fans should be up in arms about it. That should be a 25-plus point win for the Bills as the Miami Dolphins just shut them out. The Bills should absolutely destroy the Jets. And then they go the next week, they have the Patriots. That should be a W. I'm giving the Bills a W here. I had a W last time. I'm giving the Bills another one in this one. The Bills are going to sit at 6-2. and two. Okay, 6-2 and two after eight weeks. Now here is where it gets rough for the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion. There's a couple of games on here that I had the Bills winning that I now have them losing. They lose against the Seahawks, no doubt. I had them winning against the Cardinals, the last prediction I did. I think they lose this game against the Cardinals. I don't think the Bills' defense can stop the Cardinals' offense. I think that this game is going to be a toss-up. It depends on how well Justin Herbert plays and how well the Chargers, well, obviously, how well the Chargers' defense plays. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> but I think this one's more of a toss-up. I had the Bills winning this game, and I had them winning it pretty easily the first time. But Justin Herbert has come in and has shown that he is a very talented quarterback with a very good roster, and they have been in some very, very close games. I know their record is 1-4 in four or 1-5, in five, something like that, but, I, and, but they've been in every single one of these games, and I think that the Bills are not so much more talented than the Chargers that this is not a toss-up game. So let's just say, you know what, I'll, I'll give the Bills a W. I'll give the Bills a W here. I think the Bills lose against the 49ers. I think the Bills lose against the Steelers. I think the Bills win against the Broncos still because the Broncos looked not that great and look not that great. They couldn't score a single touchdown against the Patriots. I think we lose against the Patriots uh, in New England uh, week 16, I believe it is. Week 16 against the Patriots, I think the Bills lose. And I think the Bills close out the season with a win because they are starting to a Tagovailoa at quarterback. I think that Sean McDermott can do enough to disrupt a rookie quarterback and get the W to end the season. Now, two of the games that I just said changed. I changed the 49ers game, and I changed the Cardinals game. I'm sorry, I changed the Steelers game, and I changed the Cardinals game. Okay? I changed them both. That moves the Buffalo Bills from 11-5 and five down to 9-7. and 9-7. and seven. If the Bills go 9-7 and seven this year, it is a catastrophic fail. Regardless if they win the AFC East, going 9-7 and seven with a roster as talented as the Buffalo Bills have, with the names that the Buffalo Bills have on this roster, it is a catastrophic fail for the Buffalo Bills. If they do not host a playoff game with Tom Brady out of the AFC East, it is a, a catastrophic fail. 
for the Buffalo Bills. I don't think they'll, I actually don't know if they'll host a playoff game. I don't know what, with the uh, the expansion of the NFL playoffs, I don't know if the Bills will host an, uh, a playoff game at 9-7. and seven. But either way, I got the Bills at 9-7 and seven instead of 11-5. and five. And uh, that's not a good thing. After we just had a 10-6 and six year last year, the Buffalo Bills seem to be regressing. And that's not something that any Buffalo Bills fan wants to hear. I tried to be very realistic when I looked at these games. And I have the Bills at 9-7 and seven now instead of 11-5. and five. And that's something that kicks me right in my dick. I absolutely hate that. Uh, but it's reality. We have to be real with who the Buffalo Bills are. And I think the Buffalo Bills are a 9-7 team. That's going to do it for this episode of Sports Talk Buffalo. Thank you guys for listening. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you tell your friends about this podcast. Let them know they can hear me on any of the major podcasting websites, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, right there on Anchor. They can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Buff One. That's Sports Talk B U F F One on Twitter. They can hit me up at either of my email addresses. That's Sports Talk Buffalo at yahoo.com or Sports Talk Buffalo at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. Let me know your feelings. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up in the email. Let me know. Let me know how you feel about this Buffalo Bills team because right now I am not feeling that great about them. And hopefully they can win a couple of these big games and really change my mind and turn and, and flip the script and make them back into a contender instead of a pretender. But thanks again for listening. I hope you guys have a great week.